Hi, I'm Rosie, and this is your invitation to join me in my weekly musings where I go into a little bit more of soul searching. The stories of our life create a beautifully colored tapestry, interwoven by connecting threads. When we follow these threads that are tugging at our heart, we're open to each other's creativity and higher artistic frequencies. So here at the Mystic Rose Studios, you might hear some quirky sounds from the urban setting, but wherever you are, and in the midst of all your quirky sounds all around you, I invite you to join me and keep following those threads. Hello, friends. I've missed you. I am always thinking about you. And if you uh, just happened to listen to an episode 30 seconds ago, I missed you during those 30 seconds. <laughs> but for those of you that are um, subscribed, thank you so much and are following. It's been a couple weeks. I think uh, during this time, we can all give ourselves a bit of grace and best intentions. Sometimes, you know, things happen. And um, that's what I was thinking about, about talking about today. There's so many side projects going on and so many things that are um, being put on top of things that I really want to do. And this is and has been a project of mine that I've wanted to do for the, for three years. So I need to do better about making this a priority because it's fun. It's, it's, it helps me to um, get things out of my mind, out of my out of my heart and um, out to you guys so that if any of this resonates or it's helpful at all, then that's the whole purpose of listening to my sometimes rants. Um, and, uh, you know, I, one of the things that was coming up and I was thinking is, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I always would talk to myself, talk out loud to myself. Um, but it wasn't really me. Well, let me go back. Sometimes it was like my twin sister. I don't have a twin sister, but when I started going to elementary school, there was twins there and I thought it was the coolest thing. And I absolutely wanted one. And I felt gypped that I didn't have a twin sister that looked just like me and that would understand everything that I thought and I, how I was without having to explain myself. And uh, <laughs> so I would often talk out loud to my twin sister. And sometimes I was the one that was a bit shy and my twin sister would kind of help me. And other times um, we, we reverse roles and I got to be the one that would, you know, stick up for her. Now, I come from a big family. There's six of us. Uh, so I do have a younger sister that's two years younger, but it wasn't the same because we had a lot of differences and we actually fought a lot. Um, that is a whole other story. I was thinking about the way I would always talk out loud and a lot of times it would be I would create like situations or scenarios and it would just, it would just unfold and it would end up being this huge, like 
scene from like a show. And sometimes I would pretend that I was on a sitcom, I guess, or a movie or a TV show and that my life was, I guess, sort of like, um, what was his name? The, the guy that everybody, uh, would watch, you know, Jim Carrey movie. Anyway, I'll remember later on. So I, I want to like go back to that and see how things kind of line up like this, that me talking out loud and just having conversations and it didn't really have to be anybody that I saw. Like, that's what this is. <laughs> You're like my imaginary friends because I don't see you. Um, it's cool when you guys email me or text me and share with me that you listen to a show and that, it, you know, uh, that it landed for you. Um, then it's like, oh, actually, there is somebody out there and it's not in my imagination. One of my favorite things I used to do when I was a kid, too, we used to drive a lot to uh, Tijuana to visit family. And I loved that two and a half hour drive. I mean, it was kind of long and I, I got car sick. I still get car sick really easily, but I would stare out the window and I would kind of side gaze and I could kind of see a ref my own reflection while looking out and kind of peeking at the world. And I remember sometimes I would see like a whole family in another station wagon and the kids playing in the back. And I would just kind of gaze into their life. And simultaneously, I would think how wonderful, how amazing. They have their whole life that I don't know about. Their whole day, like they got up this morning, maybe wanted to eat breakfast, maybe didn't, got dressed, shower, go to school, have friends, don't have friends. All their life is something that I have no idea what's involved. And they're going somewhere, maybe to their family's house too. I don't know. And that was so fascinating to me. But at the same time, it made me feel kind of overwhelmed and like really small. Like I'm just a passing car to somebody and really not as significant. You know, I think we are the center of our own universe. But if somebody, if we're not aware that somebody exists, then to us, they don't. And I don't exist until you have found me. You have no idea who I was. I mean, yes, you know that there's people in the United States um, and it's a random, you know, thing. Like there's a possibility of me. But until you actually hear my voice and I become matter, I become solid to you, I become a real thing, then I didn't exist to you. And you don't to me until we have found each other in all this huge, vast universe. And the odds of that happening, it just more and more times I know and feel and believe that there's never a coincidence, that we call out to each other energetically and we find each other. And so when a situation happens, it's even if it sucks, 
we have put that out and we need that somehow, that lesson to learn. And these are the hard things. But I think when we engage with each other and we look at it as that imaginary conversation that happened but is now really happening. I mean, this really is just improv theater. We have, you know, maybe kind of things like a, a, a context, like a loose script or a setting. You know, you go to work. You're going to go to work today. You're going to, you know, get your kids ready for school. But that's it. Then that person does something and then you react and it can be a comedy. It can be a tragedy. It can just be boring. But either way, we are always reacting and interacting with each other. And at any moment, somebody can just, I know you've all thought this. I, I, I'm sure you all thought this and this wasn't just me, but like sometimes you're just somewhere and you're talking to somebody and you're, you just think like, I could just reach up and like slap them in the face. I wonder what would happen. <laughs> and those are the things that we just like those impulses of like, we could just change this story right now. And we forget that that is always available to us. We are making this shit up. This is a loose setting here on earth, our life, and we can do whatever we want and it's all okay. Yeah, that might put you in a financial hole. That might put you in losing relationships. There might be points where you regret it and you need to, you feel like I need to rectify this or I need to apologize. And that's always something that somebody else will react to. And I think if we really stop and realize that, then we won't feel so upset when somebody doesn't behave the way we want, need, or expect them to. Because they have their own life. They have their own reaction. They are creating their own life. And I think, I, I often think of this when I see... Um, you know, teachers or, or people put stuff out. And it's like, I have the answer. And I have the 10, you know, ways that you will do XYZ, or XYZ, if you're in that part of the world. Um, and there are things that we can teach each other and have like templates. But really, those are just ways that we learned how to do something. And we're always gathering information from different places. And so we just kind of compiled it. Um, I think in the past, there was a lot more emphasis on following doctrine and strict rules. But then when you see that, they always branched off to like, this is this lineage and this is this lineage. So really, everybody, there was somebody at one point that was like, yeah, I'm going to do it this way. And then they had their followers. <laughs> So we're always still just making things up and we're, we're, we're just, we're doing like educated guesses for things. And, and we can also just live spontaneously. I love listening to different authors, audiobooks, um, taking different courses, just being immersed in different, different 
people's lives and realities of different teachings. Because as I listened to, you know, uh, something that was talking about um, Buddhist tradition, I might listen to a podcast that is about marketing. And some of the teachings, like when it comes to core values, I can uh, like see the ah, I can make the connection. I can connect those dots, right? For me. And so then I say, thank you. I do say thank you often aloud. (laughs) Thank you that this was brought to me, that I I needed this. I called this and it was, it came to me. I brought it to me. I attracted it to me so that I can see how so many things are are the same or repeated. We never really hear anything new. We just might hear it in a different way. I always say I'm taking out of context. When people see me <laughs> or when I was a kid, like if something was misunderstood, it's because we don't see um, the whole story. We just see a little glimpse. So that's when we misunderstand each other. And I think my love that when I was, when I was about 1920, I took a world religions class and that was the best thing I can do. It actually helped me to really be okay with no matter what I believed in, because they're all just teachings, you know, listen to the teachings and don't put so much emphasis on the teacher because it'll change. Things change. Um, situations change. A lot of things that we like really put as like, this is the way it is. They're not really relevant anymore. And we need to be flexible enough to see, I'm going to honor the teachings, but how is it relevant now in my life? And it's okay if it's not for someone else. And I think that respect for others is really important right now. So one of the things that I was listening to that, um, was um, uh, Jordan Peterson's book, Maps of Meeting, Meaning. I love listening to audiobooks that authors read themselves because you really get a, you really can hear it. They're, they're talking to you. Um, and there was something that he said that stuck out. It was like, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, and not even paraphrasing. I'm just kind of telling you what I heard from it. So He may not have even said this exactly, but that's the whole point. This is what I got out of it. The the thing is, is, is that when we are put in a situation that is not what we expect is different than what we expect. And we're, we're, we're kind of, we're vulnerable because it's not what was planned. We didn't plan that. We don't know what to do. That's when people usually go batshit. That's when shit hits the fan because we panic. Honestly, we go into fight and flight and a lot of things get out of control. But it's those that can get to the point where when things don't go as planned or are new to us, that even though we're still figuring it as it goes, we don't panic. We always expect things to be novel because they will be. We can plan our whole life and that doesn't mean one thing is going to go that way. 
And that's the beauty of life. We're making this shit up. <laughs> so when you when you find yourself with somebody who is saying this is the way and the only way, then I, I think we need to stop and think that's great, but you're proclaiming that for yourself. That's what you're saying for you. And when anybody ever teaches us anything, they're just teaching us through their lens. When we can stop and really think that those who teach teach others how to tap into their own intuition and their own way of discernment, that teacher is usually the humble ones that say, you know, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. And that's, that's what I strive to do as a teacher, as a coach, as a mentor, as a parent, as a friend, is this is what I think. And if I get to know you, then this is possibly how you might approach this, knowing your situation. But I don't know. But I will walk with you so that together we can maybe discover a few things. But it's always your decision. And I know sometimes as daunting, we want somebody to just fix us. But that's still giving our power away. We can ask somebody to help us walk this path with me. So that you maybe see, you know, something jump out and, and, you, and you help me so that I can defend myself or teach me how to do those things. But when we just tell somebody, tell me what to do, fix me, then not only are we giving them our power, our energy, and putting them up on this pedestal, but we're also becoming like a burden to them even if they want it even if their ego desires that it's still a burden one of my favorite favorite expressions i always say this is that the moment i stopped being a tugboat and realize that the way i can help more people to see the rocks ahead of them is by being a lighthouse. I can't do it for you. I don't want to do it for you. But I can shine my light so that maybe you can see and decide. Because when I'm a tugboat, I can only pull you so far. And then you're stranded too. If you've ever helped anybody who was splashing in the water and drowning <laughs> or felt like they were drowning, you get pulled in. Even if you're a good swimmer, it is really hard. When people are panicked and afraid and they're drowning, whether it's emotionally, physically, mentally, 
they will pull you down because they are afraid and they don't mean to. But it's what happens. And you know it. You've been the one drowning and you've pulled somebody. So if we can stop and really think, nobody knows for sure what's going to happen. Maybe they're more comfortable with uncertainty. Maybe they have more things laid out where it looks like there's more certainty, but maybe they've just planned it out pretty well, where if something doesn't go exactly as that was planned, they have other things that they can kind of insert. But the beauty and the gift of all this time of the pandemic is that at any moment, the best laid plans can be pulled out from under us. And it's not to be fearful, but it's to know that we need to let go of so much of that, you know, stern plan. I'm not saying be reckless, but if you want to live out of a backpack and you're not causing anyone harm, why not? Figure it out. See what happens. I think we put too much emphasis on we're supposed to go to school, then we're supposed to get a job, we're supposed to get married, have so many kids, have a house, retire, have, you know, vacation once we retire, or go on cruises, have grandkids, and die. All wrapped up in a nice little bow. And that has so much life inside of it that we're missing. When, when you get to a certain point, there is no end to it. Even if you have a goal, that goal doesn't mean that something ends. I mean, think of like when you, when you were in your mother's womb, <laughs> you ended the point where you were in her womb. That part died. That part became severed when the umbilical cord literally was cut, you no longer were attached physically to her. But there's always, always a bond energetically to your mother and all her side, all her lineage. Your father too, but your mother has carried so much more because you were inside her. All of us were born of a mother. And even if that umbilical cord was cut physically mom always knows when you're in trouble or something happened or something went wrong they call you there's always an energetic connection and even if that wasn't a good relationship or you didn't know her there's still that deep connection that's why when I think when we talk about like carrying your ancestral line, there's things that are in us that we may not even know are there and exist. Some kind of energy, or we can call it soul contracts or karma. And it's, I think we need to stop thinking like, well, that's not my fault. And why did this have to happen to me? It just is. This is the character you're playing this time around 
but you still get to be whatever you want. You can walk out. You can do cartwheel. (laughs) You can tell a joke. What character do you want to play? I remember watching this cool movie um, called Holiday. And it has a bunch of, you know, big stars. And one of my favorite scenes was um, the girl was talking to her new friend, her neighbor. He was a producer, older man. And he says to her, like, you're acting like you know, you're acting like a supporting character in your own movie. You're not even playing the leading lady in your own movie. But I think we need to remember that it's not just people are here as our support actors, but we also are the support actor in their movie. So simultaneously, We are the center of the universe, and we also are just a member in somebody else's. And so it takes the burden off of us to have to do something for somebody else. They have their own life. But we get to choose how much we want to interact with somebody else. Jamie Wheel says it best when he talks about balance. Um, It was a talk on YouTube. He's from Flow Genome Project. And he described it as, you know, when we're balancing like on a bike, we don't just stay upright. That doesn't mean balance. Balance is literally swaying left and right as the terrain moves. And sometimes we're like almost horizontal just to stay upright. And that's balance. That's life. Sometimes a little bit more of that, sometimes a little bit more of that. Sometimes it feels like I'm upright and I'm going and I can put my legs up on the steering wheel, I mean on the handlebars and put my hands in the air and cruise. But then there's a hill. Uphill or downhill. Maybe I turn left. Avoid that uphill for a while. Go all the way around. That's life. And we choose. We choose. So the person who you might be thinking has it all laid out. That's what I really think when they say fake it till you make it. It's not you're really faking it. It's just I'm going to go with not knowing. I'm going to figure this out. However, I do it. And then that point when you make it, it's just that now You're comfortable with that, whatever that is. And the more we're open to not everybody knows every single thing and I'm the only one who doesn't have my shit together or doesn't know how to do this, then we can relax a little bit. Just say, let me look for the lighthouses. Let me look for the light. Shine, see where the rocks are, see where I want to go. Maybe I need to just wait in the water for a little while. It's your choice. So that's it for today. (laughs) I have a lot of topics that I wrote down. If you 
if you want to support the podcast or any of my um, offerings, then for the podcast, the best way is to please subscribe if you haven't already. And a five-star review really helps. And that's not because I want to have like the perfect five-star review, but if it's something that's really encouraging, then that actually just puts, um, helps whatever platform, whether it's Apple or Spotify, it helps to have people guided towards me because they will promote and they will show people with more subscribers and and five-star reviews because they think, okay, people like this, this quality. Let's, let's share this with others. So it helps other people find me. And if you are on what one platform and that's your favorite, great. It's great if you go on to multiple platforms. Um, you can find me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, um, Stitcher. There's a bunch of them. And do the same on each of those at least once. And that really helps too. And then you can go on my website and check out some of my offerings. Like I said, I coach I help people to just kind of find their way again in any aspect in life. I help bring those higher frequencies so that the clarity comes. And you can just check out some of my offerings. I absolutely do a 15-minute free consultation. And honestly, those end up being like more like half hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> But we can just talk and see where you're at and see if it's the right fit. It should always be not just this person, I need their help. But then dropping in and seeing, did that feel right? And then you decide. And remember, everybody's in each other's life for that point of time. It doesn't have to be forever. Just walking that path alongside each other. Enjoy it. Look around. See the scenery. And don't waste another moment thinking that you're the only one who can't figure something out. There's so many people that are lighthouses and that are willing to help. Go find them. Become one. Share your light. Love you guys. I hope you found this useful and engaging and something that you want to continue tuning into. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and a five-star review would be amazing. Thank you very much if you are inclined to leave a review. Share with anyone else that you feel that um, might be interested in this. And um, don't forget, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, um, but the easiest way to find me is through my website, and it has all the all the social media links, uh, rosievelasquez.com, and I will post that in the show notes. So once again, keep following those threads. Know that there's a message in every single thing, and you're not doing this alone. We are all interwoven in this beautiful web of the universe. Thank you.